Audio Frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield Dynamo and average actor. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... Welcome to Football Daft, the daftest Scottish football podcast around. My name's Stephen Purden, and completing the lineup, we welcome a man who can't go anywhere in Scotland without being called Shagger. It's the infamous Tam Spragans, aka Chris Toll. What's happening, Shagger? Tell me. <laughs> Fuck off, you. Mate, look at you. Look at you. Top, top Shagger of the day, growing the beard and up here, fucking yeah, Sons of Anarchy esque. I know, I'm trying to be, and to be honest, there's a I cut. There's your cut. I've left it in the in the clubhouse. Aye, <laughs> 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 man. I, I, I nearly had Gredo's guitar out getting at a rendition of through this world, <laughs> all alone. Mate, I'm telling you, man. Looking good. It's, you know, it's actually starting to turn up. It's starting start to come in. It's not quite as patchy as it usually is. This wee bit here needs to grow in, and then I'll, then I'll be juice. Aye, aye. Beautiful, for, all, for, for, for all the listeners who haven't got the video version and aren't signed up to Patreon, well, you should be just saying to all the listeners, Crystal has got an absolute belter of a beard growing on his boat race. It looks good, man. <laughs> Looking well good, man. But here, Toll, where is Gradle? Um, do you know what? He's taking some annual leave, shall we say? Aye. <laughs> you know, well, that's not, true. Annual not, leave. The guy has been busting his arse for the last six months, even in lockdown kind of thing, you know what I mean? He's got that radio show that he's out his bed at fucking four o'clock in the morning for. Let's get a guy a lie in for a week, eh? Aye, well, he's out his bed. Well, he said, I spoke to him the other night, he said, Stephanie, who is Grado's girlfriend, has banned him from doing podcasts, but, but, he was in touch the other night and he did leave us a story <laughs> on the old football daft WhatsApp group chat. You know what? Trust it. The one, the one week where he's not on the show, that's happened. <laughs> I know, but the thing is, it's quite good that this has happened. He's not on the show because we still get a wee Gredo fix, shall we say? Do you know what I mean? John, shall we play the clip? Yep, it's time for Gredo's Jack and Ori. Strap in troops. See the last door I've just had, man. I have been stressing the fuck out, right? Guess what? So I'm just about to leave my bit to go into Stephanie's, right? And there's a fucking staff at my door greeting. And I'm like, right, daddy here? It's not got a call and all that. I phone Stephanie, she's like, she should really just put it on Facebook or take it to the police. I was like, right, man. So I goes, I go into my Facebook, see my street's Facebook page. I went on that, right? And fucking somebody had already put up. There's a dog running about um, Good and Crescent. Is anybody claiming it? It's a, a staffy. And I replied, go on, look, I've got it. It's in my house, right? Because I fucking turn it in. And uh, so... Fucking puts it up on Facebook. I goes, so folk on that page were going, put a picture up and share it and all this, right? So I'm like, oh, I can't even ask for this shit, man. <sighs> so I puts it in Facebook, missing dog, empty, no a dog. Staffy puts a picture up, miss lying in my bed and all that. And, stuff. and so folk are like, take it to Tommy's, like, take it to the place. Just because it doesn't have a call, take it, it could be microchipped. So I takes it fucking then. No, so then I was like, right, I'll take it to the police. And then folk are going, take it to the vets. So I get it in my motor and I phone the vets and I'm like, what would I do here? She's like, well, there's nothing wrong with it, don't bring it here. She's like, take it to the police. So I get to the police station, right? I'm like, I'm like, stay, stay. But I managed to fucking get out, right? And it's running, and it started running for the, this woman with two Lazar Apsos, right? 
And she and this woman went <laughs> fucking screaming. And I'm going, calm down, calm down, right? But you see what I was wearing? I've, I've got a body one more on, right? She thought it was a police. She went, oh, sorry, I didn't know you were the police. She was like, sorry, I thought it was going to attack my dogs. I went, I'm not the police. And then she just went for fucking zero to eleven. Get that fucking dog out my fucking, get it to fucking, I'm going, it's not my fucking dog. I've not got a lead. I don't know what to do. She's gone, well, fuck off. I'm going, you fuck off. Right, horrific, right? Takes into the police station. The tail end of that, fuck off, fuck off. Got a smell on your face, piss, right? Walks into the police station. They all think I'm a heat case. Folk that are stunned and wait to get served. They're all, fuck, they all shit themselves, right? Because I'm fucking, ah! Walk in, I was like, I've got a dog. <laughs> I've got pure of breath. I was like, I've got a dog on a dog today. <laughs> I'm fucking like, it's a fucking... Police woman's like, sorry, the kennels are not open here, you need to take it to Irvine. So I'm like, you're fucking kidding me on, man. So I'm like, right, fuck, I need to take it to Irvine. Next minute, my fucking neighbour phones me. You get my dog? Are you fucking kidding me on? I've, what? I was like, I don't even know you had a fucking dog. Right, how you doing? I'm like, I don't even know you had a fucking dog. <sighs> fucking redneck, man. There's cunts in Comarnock going, it looks like far. It looks like far for Comarnock. I'm going, far, far. Oh, no reaction to form, mate. Fucking ridiculous, man. Um, so, aye, and then she's... That was just a fucking nightmare, mate, honestly. Takes it back up. Matt, literally, my fucking neighbour's dog. They even not had a dog. Saw her Facebook. What a fucking wally. Right, so, yeah, there we go. That was... Oh. It's, it's good to be... I mean, I've played that clip, probably. I've listened to that clip, probably, man, I've listened to the Spotify in the last 48 hours. <laughs> I'm not joking. Oh, like, I can just, I've got an, I've got an image. Ah, so many images. I've got an image of him standing in the street with a woman, a woman who thinks he's a copper, telling her to fuck up. And Do then I've got images. Score squad. Do you think she's fucking <laughs> She's sitting there with. I never even, I never even thought of that. He's I never even thought of that. Do you know what it is? He's been outside the police station. She probably, probably got that Scott Squad image in her head, but thinks <laughs> thinks that she's seen him run about the streets. You know what I mean? She's, you know, ah, ah, he's, he's a pause, he's all right. But, <laughs> Do you know what else I love, man? I love the thing that imagine him sitting there with a the dog going, Thor, Thor, give me a Thor. <laughs> no fucking yeah, react. Mate, what about him what about him running into the police station? A pure panic. I've got a dog and I don't know what to do. <laughs> You can just imagine it. But the thing is now, what you've got to remember here is Grado around his neighbourhood's got to be known as a dog stealer. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than what he's currently known about his neighbourhood is. <laughs> but just for everybody out there, just an update that both dog and owner are now doing fine. Aye. Okay. It turns out that it's his next door neighbour's dog. Aye, it's his neighbour's man. How do you not know your next door neighbour's got a staffy? Aye, and in the, in, in the middle of all that, getting a message, you got my dog. <laughs> so I didn't even know you had a fucking dog. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I bet you wasn't his dog, and this guy's just seen the opportunity for a free dog. <laughs> Anything's possible with Tap Ender Stevenson? Only joking, trips. Only joking. Right, what has been happening in Scottish football? At all? What's been uh, happening? Do you know what? Mate, I know that you're going to be feeling this. Um, the mm-hmm. main, the big, the big story over the past couple of days has been obviously Jordan Jones and George Edmondson. Uh, mm-hmm. Charged by the Scottish FA for COVID-19 breaches, 
Rangers have suspended them. Um, both are isolating for 14 days, so they're going to miss a couple of games, which, you know, for Jordan Jones, this is going to set him back big time. I, I don't think... I think I he's finished. There's a way back I for him. No, I don't. I don't. And there shouldn't, in my opinion, be a way back for any of them. I've not even... A lot of... Some of my mates, a few folk I spoke to about it. George Edmondson, daft young boy, they're saying. But no, Disney Wash with him. He's not that. He's not that young. He's he's old enough to know, especially in the current climate. Even my my daughter, eight-year-old daughter, is old enough. She knows what's going on. She knows what you can do and what you can't do. She moans about things if she sees things going. They're no, they're no socially distancing. The they're no doing this. Your lassie's not been to a party after the dancing for ages. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> and, do you know what? I've been I've been fair with Leila. I've told her, look, seeing to you at least 45, you can do what the fuck you want. Do you know what I mean? She's not doing it until she's 45. But to, be, to get back to it, the two of them, in my opinion, deserve everything that comes their way. And I've said this to you before, I've said about it. What really fucking bugs me is they two would have just walked back in to Auchenhowie spread whatever they could have had in, they go back in, they interact with the rest of the team, Rangers are in a good place, nobody knows none the wiser, they've been at parties, and who's to say they've no fucking done that? You don't know, do you know what I mean, in the past, you don't know. See what you're saying there, getting back to people saying other young boys, see if you're old enough to sign a professional contract, you should be a fucking professional, end of story. Exactly. But on a brighter note, Ross County can have up to 300 fans at Friday's game with Livingston after the Scottish government gave permission for some fans to return to football. That's some good news. I don't see that happening in the central belt in Glasgow anytime soon, but do you know what I mean? I don't see it happening for Rangers. But great for Ross County. It's great for football. I mean, we've said it numerous times on this show, football. It's not the same without fans. We want the fans back, but on the same other side, they can only come back and it's safe today. So, so... Okay, then, you know, would you, rather, would you rather be able to have fans permanently or have fans, what, for a month and then get shut down again? You know, just nah. ride it out. I know. I, personally, for me personally, I would, I, I want the fans back, but I, I can't see it happening this season. No. In other news this week, former Martin Falkirk and Rangers centre half, Luca Gasparato has retired, tried to say that, like a guess what boat came on today. Luco Gasparato, <laughs> Gasparato has retired from football at the age of 25 to become a tree surgeon, which got us thinking. If you can think of any perfect careers for footballers to go after they retire, right? So what do you think, like, try to think, like, Neil Lennon would obviously go into dentistry. Do you know what I mean? Fuck you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? That's harsh, man. Jordan Jones. Brandon Barker could go for hair transplant <laughs> consulting. <laughs> Jordan Jones, party liaison officer. Yeah. <laughs> Lee Griffiths and Alfredo Morelos, driving instructors. <laughs> imagine that, but like, imagine like, I don't know, like one of us, like, imagine later on in life, man, you go to take driving lessons, jump in, and your driving instructor's Morelos. Mate. You know I mean? That would be... Right, wait a minute, who's, who's the guy that played for Celtic and Rangers? Alfie Con? Yeah. Alfie Con, Alfie Con. Aye, 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 aye. It's funny you say that, Steve, because I got into a taxi um, a couple of years back and it was ex-Rangers and Celtic player, Alfie Con. Aye. Aye, so... It's, but hey, it's, that's it. I mean, fucking, it's a short career some of these guys have gone. Well, do you know what? There, we, there could be a whole feature on ex-pros that are taxi drivers. Scott Crabb's a taxi driver. Jerry Craney used to be. Chick Charlie's Jerry a taxi Craney. driver. 
Joe um, Harper, Aberdeen Joe Harper was a taxi John, driver. John McVeigh. John McVeigh's a taxi driver. Cool. Joe, Joe, Joe Harper, who was the record signing for Aberdeen? No, he was a record goal scorer for Aberdeen, mate. <coughs> record goal scorer? Sorry, I was about to say, he's a taxi driver? I believe aye. so, aye. Aye, fucking hell. There you go, aye. man. Imagine, imagine phoning Penny Cars and Henrik Larson turning up at the door. Imagine. <laughs> 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 uh, so on the show today I feel like I know this guy as I spend so much time with him mate I'm it fucking is, I'm buzzing oh mate, anyway it is the voice of FIFA legendary Scottish commentator Derek Ray also on the show today the Football Daft Open Line is back as we invite you onto the show to speak to our illustrious panel you might want to talk about Lee Griffith's call up to the Scotland squad or ask Chris the best place to get hooky retro Celtic topes and Alex from Trademate Sports has some top tips for bookie bashing this weekend and on the big question we were inspired by last week's team talk chat from Mark Reynolds and ask have you ever had a memorable halftime team talk? Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Remember, if you've been in a road traffic accident and you're not at fault, G4 claims can make it easy for you. They can provide you with complete accident management support you require. They'll re- uh, recover the cost from the at fault party as well. That's a big one, isn't it? That, That's your, a big seller. Your doesn't, doesn't get touched at all. That's your bonus ball right there. That's your bonus ball. And it keeps mm-hmm. your little limbs intact. You know what I mean? They'll mm-hmm. um, sort you out with a like-for-like vehicle replacement. Um, so yourself, Stephen, you would get a fancy, big, beautiful Audi. I believe. <laughs> um, <laughs> they'll also organise your vehicle to be repaired at one of their approved body shops and return to But See if your motor's fucked. Mm-hmm. You cover the pre-accident value for your car and they'll write you a big fat check for it. And best of all, it will not cost you a penny because as I mentioned, they charge the at fault insurance direct. G4 claims don't cold call. They don't buy data. And once you've processed your claim, your insurance will remain unscathed. That's a huge selling point as well. Mm-hmm. Best thing is Nicole and the team over there won't take on your case if they don't think that they can help. So if you've been in a road traffic accident with Scott Crabb or know someone that has, <laughs> get on to G4 Claims on 01698 767172. That's 01698 767172. Or get them at notatfaultclaims.com or find them on social media at G4 Claims Limited. So it's G4 Claims, not at fault. Not at fault claims made easy. Back by, I guess, some would say popular demand. We don't know if it was popular, but we're going to do that again. It's the Football Daft Open Line, and this is where anything goes on the show. You can come on, talk football, you can talk River City, or you can talk to about Gredo, about stealing dogs and Stevenson. It's really up to you. Um, as usual, we have a panel of ex football experts, kind of, uh, ready to... Oh, they couldn't make it, mate. They couldn't make, they couldn't make it. Couldn't so make it. So instead, we've got Stephen Kevins and Chris Diel. Ready to go. There we go. Can I not be Chris Dale Hunt or something? Like that? Come you on, can, you can be Chris Dale Hunt. Stephen King. I'll, I'll, I'll take Keevans, man. He's been rattling a few cages on Twitter recently, man. I'll take Keevans. He's been rattling a few lines the way he's been going on. <laughs> <laughs> 
So let's go without further to do our first car on the Football Daft Open line. Let's go first of all to Regan, who is a Rangers supporter. Regan, what's your point for the panel? Alright, Mings is just too tall and they're two can chip in too. Uh, are you worried about the international break that's coming up after the impact had in the last quarter of the season? Mate, see any, anything that involves Celtic players leaving the house, it's worrying me now, man. I'm not even joking. <laughs> but I, I think, I think we, we've touched on this before, Stevie. I think you'll agree with me as well. It's it's a minefield now, Regan. It really is a minefield now. The amount of different people that you would need to come in contact with, it's just... I, I, I'm genuinely the opinion that international football should be scrapped for the time being. Um, I understand that obviously we've got European football on the go, but all of these players are already together in a bubble training every day and stuff like that. So it's not going to have the same kind of impact as you're going to maybe, play, like for example, uh, Beaton going to play for Israel. Um, he's, he's meeting up with players for 10, 15 different clubs. You know, all these people have been in different uh, circles and what have you. It just it multiplies the potential of this having an impact astronomically, mate. So I and I think I think if you, you you'd agree with that, I, I would assume. What do you think? I 100% yeah. agree, man. You're bang on, mate. Rangers players don't have to go on international breaks to break COVID rules anyway, so... <sighs> no! Listen, 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 listen to the closet Celtic man up there, you know what I mean? Oh, Kids yeah, a not at all, not at all. What do you think, Regan? What do you think yourself, mate? Obviously, I'm a Rangers fan. I'm quite worried about big Philippe Hollander. I was like, he's been the best defender in Scotland this season. Well, the Alfie, he's got to go to Colombia. That's so, the thing, you know what I mean? You're going to have Celtic fans chasing him about with dirty hankies. Regan, <laughs> 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 thanks for coming on the Football Daft Open Line, my friend. Cheers, mate. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, Thanks a lot, Regan. Cheers. Let's move on to our next caller. It's Jamie. So, uh, lads, so again, how's it going? Um, so, Jordan Jones and Edmondson, I just want to think, uh, what's your thoughts on them two? Are they going to play again, or should they just get a slap in the wrist? Is the COVID thing too too big an issue for them to just get a slap in the wrist? Obviously, they're not first, well, big-time players at the club. They're no Morelos, you're no Tavernier, so should they, should they play again? Should they just get a slap in the wrist, or what do you think? No, they, <clears throat> they should... <clears throat> Excuse me. It should be they deserve everything that's coming their way. They deserve more than a slap in the wrist. They deserve everything. In my opinion, Jordan Jones uh, was recently starting to maybe get his, his Rangers career back on track. So he should be keeping his powder dry anyway. George Edmondson should know better. And the thing that really, really gets a mago is they two would have been willing to just walk back into training socialise with the players, come back into the bubble they're in and no say a word of what happened. And this season of all seasons, the Rangers are in a good place to know and it's vital we win the league. They come in, that could have just derailed our whole season. So for me, I wouldn't I wouldn't lose sleep or care if they didn't play for the club again. In my eyes, they just they're totally selfish and it's just in my eyes a typical football player, modern day football player, they think they can just get away with whatever they want and it's not good enough. It's terrible. No, I, obviously I'm I'm a Celtic fan, but I can talk about this the experience with Daft Arsenal <laughs> over Daft Arsenal <Arsenal's clears throat> over Turkey. 
Can't I? Hmm. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, yep. you never know. Maybe Jordan Jones and Edmondson will get to play for a Champions League team after January or something like. Because that seems to be what happened with. Uh, Absolutely. Boy, boy. Well, I mean, right. he's he's been punished by getting to go and play in the Champions League and beat Man United. Turn that <laughs> up. No, I mean, fire oh. him into the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's it's like I say that I just kind of get my head around the fact that they would have just walked back in to Ockenhowie and just started. That's, that's the thing. That's the Aye. exact thing that I thought. See if they hadn't have been caught on Sunday night on mm-hmm. Monday morning. They're in there. If one of them tests positive and then that story comes out Aye. after that, then their careers at Rangers Aye. are absolutely 150% done. And you know, see the thing, I see Jordan Jones, man. He's obviously, Jordan Jones has obviously been on borrowed time under Gerard. I mean, ever since se- the... Sorry, mate. This is his second chance as well. After the Aye, exactly. After what he'd done in the old firm at Ibrox last, last season when he'd done that stupid tackle... And his Rangers career started, he was flying in the beginning, and then it came to the old forum. And then obviously, there's something else that's on the background. I don't know if it's attitude or the way he adapts himself in training, but you think him of all people would be gone. I need to, um, he scored the goal for Park, he's come back into the fold a wee bit, and uh, you're gone, gone to do that, man. Do you know what I mean? Just in Edmondson, I don't know, but it doesn't even, you know, what I, Stevie, it's a superstar mentality. Definitely. What do you think, Jamie? I I think I'm a firm believer in if no matter how big or small he is, if it was, if it was Christian Ronaldo at the club and Gerard saying no, nah, you're done, I'd I'd totally agree with it. I don't care who it is. Like you've got to lead by example any player. But again, special and fun players, they, they should know better to do things like this. And you've seen the videos of Ryan Jack and Holiday years ago and that just just having a, a, a normal time with his pals and he's getting hounded, you've got to expect that. And uh, I say no matter what player it is. Luckily, in a way, luckily for us, it's no your big players. Well, we miss these players that much. It doesn't need to be Morelos or Tavernier or before that does it. If that player then goes into training, these yeah. players all need to quarantine. And Rangers are in a brilliant position now, right? All right, they've played a couple of games more than Celtic or whatever, right? But they're in a brilliant position, right? They're flying in the league. They're, they're, they're exceeding expectations, if you ask me. Big time exceeding expectations, and yep. the fact that then they could have, they might have had to have, first of all, postponed a Europa League game, which they would have automatically forfeited, I believe, and that right, and then you're going to have to miss possibly two league games as well. Celtic can then bring that back. Now, you're yep. looking at you're looking at what thirteen point gap by the time Celtic play again or something. That could have been completely <coughs> flipped. Obviously, Celtic wouldn't have been miles ahead, but that, that gap would have shortened dramatically if Celtic won their games. Right. And then that gives the Celtic players this impetus and this mentality to go on again. And that was my problem with ball and golly, because we had to get a couple of games postponed. Rangers then went ahead, and Celtic have never never caught back up yet. Well, that's you know? it. When you're, when, when the, when you're rolling, you're, you're winning, your things are going well, you don't want anything to hiccup it. And maybe... Yeah. Ball and goalie maybe <clears throat> did unsettle the Celtic camp more than we think, but as it as it obviously Rangers side of it, we don't want one thing that upsets that whole team at all. So exactly. if we if we turn around and get a, a bad result tonight and then a bad result Saturday, could we blame them? Maybe not, but players, fans maybe think that they get yeah. into it because they've they've ruined it for us. You know what I mean? Maybe not, exactly. but I'll tell you what. Like see every single other Rangers player, they'll be one. They'll be raging at them. 
he'll be fucking raging at them. <clears throat> so selfish, like you said, Stephen. It's definitely, you know what? definitely. Uh, yeah, without without getting into the actual the actual uh, details of the party and stuff like that. Come on, you know it's he's a, it's not as if he's a struggling. Fucking That's a hell of a hangover as well. <laughs> 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 Robbie Watson, thanks for coming on, Jamie. Um, Cheers. Cheers, bud. Thank you. Thanks, Jamie. Rob, bring on our next core who also wants to talk about Edmondson and Jones. And I believe you know him, Chris. It's Ryan Dunbar. Ryan Dunbar. I do know Ryan. I know Ryan well. All right, Ryan, my man. How's tricks? The bad too. How yourself? Not bad, mate. Not bad. What brings you on to the show today, Ryan? What, what can we do for you? Just going to ask for the other two miscreants. Well, Stevie's here, but Grado's, uh, Grado's taking some, some well-earned family time. Well-earned family time. A wee bit of, wee bit of uh, holidays. He's been what? stealing dogs in Stevenson. Don't listen to him. He's been stealing Aye. dogs in Stevenson, Ryan, and he's been locked Aye. up. He's he started, he started an illegal dog fighting ring, actually. That's what's happened. Aye. Or crashing planes <clears throat> on Twitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but my point was... I don't know about you, Stevie, but Jordan Jones and George Edmondson, what are you thinking? I think it's 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 scandalous. They deserve everything that's coming to them. They should have known better. I don't buy into the whole Edmondson's a young boy and all that. They're no young boys. They know exactly what they were doing. And I think, as I said earlier on, I think the thing that really gets a mago is they would have just walked back into Lock and Howie if they hadn't been caught. They'd have just walked back in. They'd have socialised with the players. They'd have got involved in the training camp. They'd have been there, and then it'd have just got out of control, possibly. And we could have looked. We could have been looking at forfeiting fixtures and losing on the ground that we've made up on. Well, the, the ground that we've got ahead of Celtic, they know with that. They just took the whole impetus at the team. So, in my opinion, they deserve everything that comes away, and they should be ashamed of themselves. See, the thing that I, that doesn't wash for me is folk are saying. Oh, what if it was Buff? What if it was McGregor? Tav? The same thing. The same thing. The exact exactly. same thing. Exactly. Aye. As a famous man once said, the club is greater than the man. Mm. Bill Struth. Yeah, exactly. I think it's and, just that it's the, the only good thing we can take out of this is it's no a Ryan Kent, it's no a Joe Aribo, it's no a Connor Goldson. The thing is, Jordan Jones should be bending our backwards to get back in that mm-hmm. team and probably sell to Gerard instead of having fucking shit. And George Edmondson, yeah. we've just signed you for Oldham, mate. You know what I mean? You, you're no bigger than that. I mean, who are you? Do you know what I mean? You, you, Dan, exactly. you're, just, you're just shooting yourself in the fit, mate. So, exactly. whatever comes away, comes away. You know what? As a, as a Celtic fan commenting on Rangers, I think that Jordan Jones is a far better player than Barker. Well, that's right. what I was going to say to Tom. What if it came out that Odds and Edward had done that? Then what, what would you say? Would you still I, say Sackham? I, w- I wouldn't say sack him, but I wouldn't say sack him, but I'd say sell him. You don't want to see anybody lose their job? No. Do, no. do anything, but... I don't want to see anybody abusing their position, do you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly, exactly. exactly Stephen. Part, part of his job is to have a profile that's suitable representing a football team where a lot of young a lot of young boys will look up to your Jordan Jones or George Edmondson. Mm-hmm. You've, got a, you've got a duty to abide by exactly. what... But we, we need to we do need to touch on the fact that he should be sacked for wearing sunglasses indoors anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Ryan, thanks very much for coming on, mate. Really, Aye, cheers, it. mate. Yeah, cheers. See you later, lads. Bye. Well, there you go, Stephen Kevens and uh, Chris. Are we Chris Dillahunt?
We're calling you now. <laughs> another, another successful football daft. I'd like to see... We're just getting Rangers and old firm supporters. I want to see some Arbro supporters on here. I want to see some Dunfermline. No, I don't want to see Dunfermline supporters. I want to see some River City supporters on here. I want to see some, I want some <laughs> daftness on here as well. It's not just about the football. Yes, food, exactly. So I want to see people coming on and doing magic. Brilliant. Well, listen, it works really well for a podcast, normally that magic stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> you might come on and do magic next week. Get in touch on the Twitter at Football Keep Daft Pod. Keep forgetting this out of the other Football Daft. Big question. So, at Football Daft, I want to tell you about trade mate sports. Right, at Football Daft, we want to help you out with this brand new way to beat the bookies, and it's tradematesports.com. It's a new tool for sports traders that calculates the true odds of a sporting event and signals when the bookies make mistakes so that we can exploit them using value betting. Now, um, Alex for TradeMate Sports was on the show uh, last week and he explained it all in great detail to me. Um, I'm not going to lie, I didn't 100% get it all, but we can. what we can do is we can get a, a free trial so because bookmakers often uh, have different odds on the same games, inefficiencies occur in sports betting markets. Uh, their algorithm, it compares the true odds to the odds of more than 100 bookmakers to look for deviations within all of the bookies. That mm-hmm. then signals the deviations in real, ta- in real time, which enables us to exploit them and get the money in on top of it and make yourself a wee bit of dough. Uh, so here's Alex again for TradeMate Sports to explain a bit more about and give you some top tips for this weekend. G'day guys, Alex here from TradeMate Sports. Again, just before I get into some weekly tips for you, I thought I'd just give you a bit more education, uh, not only about our software, but just to help you out in the long term with your betting. And I think the biggest rookie mistake in betting is placing accumulators. Uh, So if you're looking to make a long-term profit from betting, I would eliminate accumulators from your repertoire just because uh, on every every bet you place, so let's just say Liverpool at 2.0 in odds, there's a margin in that price. So the the true odds, the real odds, are actually maybe 2.1 or 2.2. So once you start multiplying these picks together, so Liverpool at 2.0, Arsenal at 2.0, etc., etc., then you start making this margin the bookmakers have even bigger. So in the long term, it makes it incredibly hard, basically impossible to win from betting. Uh, so yeah, if I had one piece of advice, I'd stop doing them because the bookmakers love them. That's the reason why they advertise them to everyone. You'll probably go and see a bookmaker's Twitter account or Facebook page. And they'll always be advertising that one punter who won 50 grand on the weekend. Uh, from that, you know, 10-leg accumulator. I mean, those people are unicorns. Yeah, they happen every weekend, but they're one in a million. So that's where um, that's where the bookmakers make, I would say, most of their money from accumulators. So stop doing that, and I reckon it'll hold you in good stead. Now to my tips for the weekend. I'll go to the EPL for you guys. So hopefully next week I'll have some Scottish Premiership picks for you, just trying to implement it into our model at the moment. But the model quite likes Palace plus 0.25 to beat Leeds. And Chelsea versus Sheffield United uh, over 2.75 goals at 1.91 in odds. And the Palace one was at 1.85 in odds. For both of those, I wouldn't take anything less than those odds. or uh, Otherwise, you're giving up a bit of value there. So make sure you take those odds or even better. Um, overall, 
I would say our software is a lot more accurate than the model that we're using for these picks because uh, it's in real time. So greatest example I can give you is Palace 0.25 plus 0.25. What happens if uh, Zaha gets injured an hour before kickoff or a day before kickoff and he can't play in the game? That means Palace's odds are going to dramatically rise. So uh, then there would be no value in the pick I've just given you. So... Um, yeah, although these picks are, are good, they're not perfect because uh, I'm giving them to you, you know, two, three days beforehand and a lot can happen in that time. So, um, yeah, if I was going to give you any recommendations, start a free week trial with TradeMate Sports because all the odds are in all real, are in real time um, and they're going to give you a lot more uh, better reflection of the true probabilities of the game and where the value is. So, yeah, I hope you guys uh, have a good weekend of betting and I'll see you next week. Cheers. Brilliant, man. So get involved with TradeMateSports.com right now and support Football Daft by checking out the link in the episode bio or heading to our social media, uh, Football Daft Pod on Twitter or just playing old Football Daft on Facebook. So, troops, we're all sitting in the house, doing hee-haw. We may as well get bookie bashing, eh? Football Daft's big question. Right, troops. This week's big question has been inspired by last week's guest, Mark Reynolds. He was class, wasn't he? Oh, mate. mate. He was brilliant, you know what, know, what I need to, know what I need to say as well? I feel like we got a first football daft goal at the weekend. And it got fucking stole off us. It got stole off us. Now, there was no way that that was Nicky Law's goal. That's Mark Reynolds' oh, goal. All day mate. long. And do you know what? I was raging. I've got Mark Reynolds in my fucking fantasy football team. <laughs> you know what? I put him in last week. I've got a goal. Oh, mate. <laughs> I know. I know. And then, and then I opened the app and he only had two points. And I'm like, how can he only have two points? I know. I was just saying. Then, then I, I went to him and he said, Nicky Clark. Ah, yeah, sorry, I said Nicky. Oh, sorry. I, Nicky Clark. It was Nicky Clark. It was fucking murder. But anyway, he was a. F- absolute fantastic guest. And he told us a brilliant story about Archie Knox, who basically went round the Aberdeen changing room and told everyone if they were full of spunk by making a wanking noise or a shite back by making a farting noise. So it was like, if 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 the listeners that didn't hear it, if Archie Knox went into your face and went, that's good, you've had a good game, you're, you're full of spunk. But if he came up to you and you just went, you're a shite bag. That's a farting noise, right? So, so, <laughs> right, so we asked you, we asked if you've been involved in any memorable halftime team talks. I highly doubt anybody has been involved in such a memorable spunk or shite bag team talk that Archie Knox gave. But would you think, Toe? Would you think? I don't you beat that, do you? No, man. In these charity games you played, do you, you've had some managers. Do you get a team talk at the charity games or they no ball? Aye, aye, aye. The one way, I think, I think Jordan I... Young told that the soonest one was fuck like when soonest came in. And we were all kind of carrying on because we played this as a second year. It was the game at Erdry Stadium, and this was the second year. So the, a lot of the teams were the same, and everybody had a bit of banter. They were usual in the dressing room. Everybody's fucking up to, they're up to like volume 10. Do you know what I mean? They're going after nut, they're shouting about carrying on. And then Sunus walked in, and everybody just went quiet. And he stood there, and McCoyst was in our team, and McCoyst always wasn't there. So Sunus is stoning, and he's just kind of. It's not a stern that is, and he's and he's analyzing. He can tell he's analyzing everybody, and he's listening. But then we all kind of stopped talking. So he's going through the team, and Jordan told this story, but it's funny the way he says, right? 
can anybody who wants to play in the right who can run? And I think Jordan said something like, oh, I, I can I can run, I can run, I can run, I, I can run. And soon as he stared at it, I swear to God, it must have only been 10 seconds or something, but it felt like fucking 10 minutes. And I'm sniggering like fuck because I can just see Jordan's arse going like that. And he just stared at Jordan for about 10 seconds, didn't he say anything? And then went, okay, you can play in the right. And then just moved on. But it was like the fucking tension was unbearable. And then McCoy's come walking in. And he just seen a change in him, but and he's like, oh, there we go. Fucking coist the late again. So we all can it's all like nervous laughs. We're all going, ha, ha, you don't know what to say, do you know what I mean? But the, 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 that guy's is unreal. I scored I scored a hat trick in the first half, right? And I came into the dressing room and I was fucking buzzing, absolutely buzzing, right? I had a right good first half. I, I actually scored five goals in that game. I scored two in the second half, right? Oh, but uh, I came in, aye, just to bring that up as well, right? But I came in at half time. And soon as it just went right, naming the changes, fucking hooked me. <laughs> I took off. And see if it was anybody else, I'd have been like, I right, you're having a fucking laugh. But he's like, right, you're off. And I just went, oh, of course. No to, be, to be fair, <laughs> mate, he replaced you and Brian McPhee with Ali McCoyst and own, own coil. So come on. That's right, aye. Right, Mick <laughs> says, getting humped for another half time. Manager trying to get confidence up and encouraging us to be brave tells us it's still no no. Go out and prove you can compete. We lost four three and we padded the goal if we don't go celebrated like it was a three 0 victory. <laughs> That's brilliant. Can't beat four three because you've won the second off three 0 Yes. <laughs> they were well fast bunk the second off man. <laughs> right, Rab says twelve year old playing for the school team. We hadn't won a game all season. Come off at half time, three one up. Manager came over and told us we were all shite and an embarrassment to the school, and then walked off the pitches and never came back. End up six one, and we never saw him again. <laughs> what? Jimmy says we were getting beat two 0 in a cup final. Cup final in a half time. The gaffer starts doing the Al Pacino team <laughs> for any given Sunday. Brilliant, brilliant. Oh, the fight for every inch speech. We were all wanting to eat Charlotte. What the fuck? We've all seen this film, mate. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we humoured them. But still get pumped for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's bro. I can't go out there for you. I'm too old. I'm too tired. Come on. That's oh, a great speech, man. Man. What a fucking film. Ah, uh, it's brilliant. Right, Callum, the gaffer told us at half time when we were turning up that if we conceded a goal, he's leaving the team as the team we were playing are fucking terrible attacking wise. Just as well we won 3 0. There you go. Gaffer's still there. Brilliant. Rory says that he won't name the manager. That they were getting beat four now, and the gaffer went through the keeper at half time. Never seen a dressing room, uh, a dressing down like it. Anyway, he was new to the team and didn't know not to mess with Big Stevie. The big man ended up losing the rag, sparking out the gaffer, grabbed his kit and went up the road. Went out for the second half. Gaffer spoke my shiner, didn't have a keeper on the bench, so played the sub right back in the sticks. Ended up getting fucked four two. That's a story, that man. The it's goal is fucking doing one after. That's brilliant, man. Stephen says, Wally Jameson's team talk at Steeland was the stuff of legend. Went like this. Lads, big game today. We don't want to have them penetrate our goal. Think of the goal as your maw. You didn't want anybody to be penetrating your maw, so make sure you defend like fuck. Best team talk ever. <laughs> By the way, I wonder if any of the, the team's dads were playing for the other team. <laughs> He took it home, standing outside the bedroom door like that. No, no, da. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant, man. Football daft.
with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com. It's the podcast that allows ex-footballers the chance to replay their last game once again. It is one last match. This week, it's the turn of Stuart McCall. I used to say to Gazza, listen, I'll do the dirty work, I'll get the ball and give it to you, but he would be backslide tackling, heading. He was an all-round midfielder, mm. although he had fantastic ability and, you know, he could change the game, you know, flick of his, his boot. Find out why he thinks things could have been so different for Gazza, what it was like to fall out with Walter Smith and his regrets on missing out on 10 in a row. A catch-up on previous episodes now as well. The likes of John Hartson, Gary Pallister and Jason McAteer. It's on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And just remember, it's never too late for one last match. Audio Frontier. The ProSet Playoff is back, ladies and gentlemen, and we've got on board PiSports.com. Chris is currently sampling one of PiSports' lovely pies. They are absolutely dynamite, they are. Absolutely. Um, The boys got a delivery. How did you enjoy enjoy your delivery on um, Saturday for the games, boys? It was beautiful. I sat soccer Saturday, had a couple of pies. Then on a Sunday at half-time, had another couple half-time in the Rangers game. It was brilliant. Fantastic. Well, listen, you can get involved with piesports.com um, for the games this weekend. It's, uh, you know, Scottish football fans eat over a million pies a year. Do you know that? Uh, and they, you can get them right to your home. Taste the Scottish- and that's just Gredo. That, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, they've got all kind of pies up there. Like uh, Chris has got the macaroni pie there. We've got Scotch steak and gravy. And I've got an amazing international selection as well with all sorts of curry pies and then chicken. The, the curry wham is dynamite. The pies are superb. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you can get them on highsports.com um, or you can order uh, via the phone on their SOS hotline at Saint Our Savories, um, which you'll get on 0141 739 double nine double nine. Uh, the pies is free of charge. They'll deliver on a Friday and Saturday before the weekend. Just go onto the website. You'll see all the postcodes they deliver to, and they can, they can organise it there. So yeah, if, that- anything, John, if anything, they're too they're too good at it because they get me out of my bed at eight o'clock and Saturday aye, morning and at the door. And that is what's up for grabs on the Pro Set Playoff this week. Um, but we have to have a contestant and on the line to play today, it's Rangers fan John Fleming. How you doing, John? Oh. Very good, guys. How are you going? All good, my man. All good. Loving don't the top, John. Don't, loving it. don't they ask what team you support, John, eh? <laughs> John, right, John currently sporting um, a nice orange Rangers top. And do you know what? Because you're doing that, John, I think we're going to make today, because Grado's not here, we're going to make it an old firm special. So I'm going to put you up against Chris Toll today, yeah. John. John, what age are you? Uh, 24. Right, ah, chance for this, then. I'm getting a show yeah. up. So <laughs> it's, the rules are simple. You know how to play the game, John. I've got the 91-92 Pro Set cards in front of me. I'll read the player description from the back of the card. Um, if you know the answer, you buzz in. I'll get your buzzer in a minute. If you do buzz in and get it wrong, though, I'll continue. Uh, the other person will be able to, to get the point, and I'll flip the card if none of you have got the player by the end of it. Uh, first to two wins. So, boys, I need to get your buzzers. Uh, John, we'll come to you first. What's your buzzer going to be? I can just go shell suit. Shell suit. That's there we the go. normal one. There's some severe fucking favouritism going on. Don't want you sending him the answers to us. <laughs> right, that's my cousin. That's my wee cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what's your buzzer? Uh, 
Chris, I don't know. <laughs> 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 inventive today, Chris. You're on the ball, for God's sake. Right. right, OK, boys, first player out of the deck. Here we go. This player made Aberdeen's starting lineup on eight occasions last season, additionally making 11 appearances as a playing substitute. He scored six goals in the process, his first senior goals for the club. He started the season as a playing substitute in the opening fixture against Airdrie. This hot prospect has won international honours at schools. Chris. And Chris. Ian Jess. Yep. Oh, I, oh, it's the other one. It's the other one. Josh. Oh, uh, Current Glasgow City manager John Dow. Oh, oh, can he give him clues? I can. I just, I, I just seen an interview with him the other day, man. On I can see him as well. Uh, yeah, would you think Ian Jess? Think the other one. There was two hot prospects Ian Jess and Scott Jess. That's <laughs> close enough. That's close enough. That's wrong. Scott, you didn't need to say it, Jess. Scott, like, where, where, where would you find a phone a in? Phone, a phone. A phone in the street. Scott, phone. A phone what? Phone book. Scott Booth. Yes! That was Booth to me. That was somebody like Booth to me. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Scott <laughs> Jess. A phone book. Scott <laughs> Book. Scott Book. Yeah, Scott Brilliant. phone book. <laughs> oh man, I wish I'd fuck it. Ah, it was one right. or the other one. It right, one. Well, Scott, 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 Scott phone book, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> we give that one to uh, John. So that's yes. uh, one nil uh, to John. Right, next player, Chris, you'll get this one within a minute. Uh, this player debuted for Celtic in 1982, is now in his 11th season. Within two years, he won a full cap for Scotland against Uruguay. A tidy midfield player and an astute passer of the ball. Yes. Yes. Of course it is. He bought you chocolates once. Of course you knew who that was. And and a shoot magazine. And a shoot magazine. There you go. <laughs> uh, next player we're on to. Uh, this player is now in his sixth season as a Motherwell player. He progressed into the league football via Buckhaven Hibs with East Fife, making his debut as a teenager in 1979. Chris. Chris. Uh, Stevie Kirk. Stevie Kirk, it is. Come on. You want me to start, eh? But I tell you what, John, since I like you, you can have the pies anyway, my man. Yeah, we go. That's very nice. And we'll sort you out with pies for the weekend, John. How's John, that? if you don't want them, you can send yeah. them to your big cousin. I'll take them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there you get go. The uh, thanks very much for playing, John. If you want to get involved next week, just hit us up on our Twitter. And remember, you can get sorted out with pies for the game this weekend. Just head to piesports.com. Football Daft with G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. Do you know I think it'd be great if every clothing store you shopped at had only your size? What styles you like and at the price you want? Well, there is a company focused on making that happen. Would be good, especially if guys like us, Tola. Do you know what I mean? She try to get gear that fits me. It's an absolute nightmare. I'm Tell built me about like, it, mate. I'm built like a, an odd-shaped potato. <laughs> so it's trying to get stuff to fit me is a nightmare but I'll tell you what I'm a I'm an advocate of Stitch Fix I'm saying well Stitch Fix is an online personal styling company that makes getting the clothes you love effortless it's a completely different way to shop that's all about you 
every single time. So to get started, go to stitchfix.co.uk slash daft to set up your profile and they'll deliver great looks personalised just for you and your colours, your styles and your budget. Mine's is coming, mine's is coming. You're, you're always excited about this, John. Oh, you're using that a lot. That's brilliant. Like, uh, I get, uh, I'm like a big way. It's like, you get the box and it comes through the door and you're like, oh, what clobber have they got me? I got, uh, <laughs> I'm a last fix. I got an amazing, like, kind of cashmere hoodie thing, which is, I was, I've not worn it yet. I'm waiting for the special. Oh, like, John's waiting for the lockdown restrictions to be lifted. So oh, can I'm, get I am waiting. Done. Yeah, absolutely. Get this bad boy out. Uh, but no, they got some really good stuff through the last time. My wife uses it as well. She's um, got some brilliant trainers. In fact, she she in typical woman fashion keeps it all keeps the lot. I send stuff back because it's really easy to do so. So if you don't right. like any of the gear, it's really easy to send back. So I send back bits and bobs, keep some of it. Obviously, she just keeps the lot, spends all the money. Now, the machinaries are massive for Stitch Fix. They're Stitch Fix daft, aren't they? Stitch Fix daft, we are. Aye, aye. I've, well, heard, I've heard people calling John Stitch Fix and Ali. <laughs> <laughs> well, you pay a £10 styling fee for each fix, which is credited towards anything you keep. Schedule at any time. There's no subscription required. Plus, shipping, returns, and exchanges are easy and free. Stitch Fix does the hard work for you, making great style effortless for men and women. So get started today at stitchfix.co.uk slash daft. Make sure to use the show name to support our podcast, please. That's stitchfix.co.uk slash daft. Football Daft with G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. Now, let's welcome to Football Daft a man who enters most of our houses every day, including mines every single day. He is the voice of FIFA. He is a Scottish commentating legend. It's ESPN's Derek Ray. Welcome to the show, Derek. Thank you very much for the invitation. It's great to be on with you. <laughs> you know, I just, I love that you're on Football Daft, obviously. I mean, I'm quite, I feel quite starstruck and I can see myself on my laptop. My face is going red every time I hear your voice because I don't know what it is. And it's great that You've not got your video on, it's just your voice. And I feel like <laughs> I'm playing FIFA on my laptop or something. Well, if you're, if you're playing FIFA as often as a lot of people are, you are no doubt about it, sick of my voice. But yeah, we're doing all, it today, so I can see you, but you can't see me because of a, a, a video camera fault I've got at my <laughs> end. So I don't know if that's good or bad. I would say it's probably very good from your point of view. It's, it's, it's crazy just hearing your voice. But Jank Tog, you're a FIFA man as well, Tog, aren't you? Hey man, this is surreal as fuck. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Um, you've done so much uh, for in commentary throughout the years, but would it be fair to say that most people probably know you from FIFA now? Probably, yeah. Probably, certainly out with Scotland. You know, obviously in Scotland there'll be people who remember my years working for BT Sport and for ESPN yeah, UK till I left to return to the US in 2017 and BBC Scotland in my younger days back in the, the 1980s. You guys won't remember that, but there'll be a certain generation who might. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I think probably if you look on a on a wider scale, then the work with FIFA is, is what most people would associate me with now. And that just speaks to the fact that it is the most iconic sports video game well football video game certainly in the world one of the most iconic sports yeah. video games and i think younger people especially people say under 40 are all very familiar with it and 
this is a pandemic year. People have been home a lot more. So yeah. I suspect that there's been even more consumption of it than usual. Oh, 100%. I think my, my wife's close to divorcing me. I play it that much. <laughs> Honestly, it's like... It's Tell her not to do that. Every spare minute. Wait, Wade doesn't tell you she was close to divorcing him before he bought a PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, hope, I, I hope I'm not inadvertently <laughs> contributing to any problems in the house. No, sure not at all. Sure not at all, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so... Derek, you're, you're talking about like your early days like in the 80s and stuff with BBC Scotland and stuff. So how did it all come about? How did it all start? Is being a commentator something you always wanted to do when you're younger and stuff? Yeah, I'll tell you the story, really. And a lot of people think it's a bit far-fetched, but this is the honest truth. This is how it really went for me. Uh, in the 70s, I was a young kid who liked the idea of talking into a microphone. And in 1974, around the time of the World Cup that year in West Germany, we purchased in our house in Aberdeen our very first stereo cassette recorder. There was such a thing nice. as a stereo cassette <laughs> recorder, and we could play, you know, tapes of, of uh, music on it, and we could also record ourselves. And we'd never been able to do that prior to that. So I you know, fell in love with this tool and would just talk to myself for hours and hours, and I would actually impersonate what I heard during the World Cup broadcasts on BBC and ITV in <laughs> 1974. And then we bought a more portable version of the same thing, and I began to carry it around with me, and I would just commentate on games in the park and on the street and at school and wherever I went, and then eventually I went to reserve games at Pataudry, Aberdeen, my local club, and then to first-team games when I was sort of you know, 11, 12, and my voice hadn't broken or anything, but I just I just loved it. I loved talking into it and then listening back and trying to be critical of it. And so that's really how it began. And now the, the main commentator on Radio Scotland back then was a guy called David Francie. Again, before your time, but, but David Francie was the voice of Scottish football, especially for people not in the west of Scotland or the central belt, because we didn't have commercial radio at that time. We only had Radio Scotland. And, you know, David Francie has been impersonated by so many people down the years. He had a very distinctive delivery. And I was transfixed by this. So I wrote to him thinking I would never hear back, but he wrote back to me. I'd sent him one of my tapes and he gave me this wonderful advice and we sort of stayed in touch for a number of years and one of the things he said is you know get involved with hospital radio in Aberdeen if you can so I did and I began commentating on the games for hospital patients in Aberdeen when I was you know a teenager 15 16 mm -hmm. did that up until university we're still doing it first year at university sent him another tape and by this time I was 19 and thinking, well, let's see if I hear back from him this time. Well, I didn't. Instead, he gave it to his bosses at the BBC, and they got in touch and said, could you come down, come down to Glasgow? Let's have a chat. We'd like to get you on the air sometime. To cut a long story short, they did. And it was because David had picked up a knee injury. It was prior to the 86 World Cup. And he couldn't do a game between Kilmarnock and Dumbarton, which was the live commentary match that day. So they said, we'd like you to do it. So I, I did it and, um, you know, went home, thought, great, I've had my chance to do it. Who knows where this goes from now on? Well, it turned out that it was sort of an audition for what was to come a few days later, which was England against Scotland at Wembley, because David wasn't going to manage to go to that game either. So that was my second game on the year, England against Scotland. Uh, we lost 2-1, oh, sadly. But, you know, from my point of view, obviously, it was a huge game to do second as a professional on the air. And I've pretty much been doing it professionally ever since. But I got my big break at 19, which is remarkable because I don't think that that would happen now. And really, it probably 
wouldn't normally have happened back then. So it was just circumstances, right place, right time. Um, the door was open for me and I was able to walk through it. That is unbelievable. So like your second like big game commentating was Scotland v England. It was. It was. Second game that as a professional. Unbelievable. That is unbelievable. How nervous were you when you were doing that then? Because obviously you're saying you were like 19 or whatever. That must have been such a big thing to be doing. So much pressure on your shoulders. It's funny. When I think back, I don't actually remember being that nervous. And I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that even though I didn't know this at the time, because I'd been doing all these amateur recordings and hospital radio and other things, you know, for, for a decade as, as a youngster and as a young person, you see this with footballers, you're actually not yeah. always nervous the way you are as a much older um, adult, you know, of sometimes, course, of course, sometimes you, you, you just sort of take fearless. it. In. Yeah. When you're young, you just think, okay, this mm-hmm. is what I'm doing. And, and you, you, you may be more relaxed, but I had been sort of preparing for it uh, without knowing I'd actually been preparing for it for all those years. Mm-hmm. And so when I did it, it wasn't as though I'd never commentated before. I just hadn't done it on that big yeah. stage. But one of the uh, pieces of advice that David gave and that I still give to young commentators is when you're broadcasting, don't think about talking to you know millions of people or thousands of people. Just talk to one person. Mm-hmm. And I still do that today. I also have one person in mind who I'm talking to, who I'm broadcasting to. And um, you know, I would say that to any aspiring commentator. Think about that. You know, don't think about how mm-hmm. many are out there. That might make you nervous. Just think about one person. Talk to one person mm-hmm. and um and that will make it much more conversational and intimate. Who's the one person you think of, Derek? It depends. It varies by game, actually. It really depends upon where I'm going to with the game. So that, you know, when I was in Scotland a lot doing um, the the Premiership for BT Sport, it was very often my father, who's uh, still yeah. with us in, in Aberdeen in his mid-80s, and I, I knew that he was watching every game. So I would often think of him. Or, you know, if it were um, a particular team that, you know, if it were, say, a European game, say Celtic against... Uh, uh, a team from the Netherlands. I would think of one person who I knew was watching, who was very much into Dutch football. And I would think, okay, mm-hmm. I'm pitching it to that person tonight. It would just depend. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. I, and often here in the USA, it's somebody who I know is watching here, uh, or if we were broadcasting the champions league to Australia, as we were back in the day, then somebody who I, I knew I have a cousin in, in Australia. So I would often think of broadcasting to him. So again, it, it would sort of be a, a movable feast depending on the game. Are you ever, like, when you're commentating on a game, has there ever been a game where you're commentating on where you've just went, I'm busting for a pee? <laughs> yeah. Is um, that, that, time? that has happened. I think that's happened to all of us. <clears throat> um, but not that often because, again, it's one of the strange things. We sort of have our routines around matches. And you, as a commentator, you get used to the fact that often the commentary position is way at the top of the, the stadium. Now, think of Celtic yeah. Park. If you've ever, yeah. I don't know if you've ever yeah. seen exactly um, where we go to commentate at Celtic yeah. Park, it involves going up to the top of the, the main stand and then you sort of ascend several flights of stairs. You go onto the roof. You actually walk along the roof. I've often taken pictures from the top of the, top of the roof looking down on, yeah. on you know, the fans arriving. And then you go down another set of stairs. So it's a long-winded way of saying if you needed to, to have a little break at half time, it probably wouldn't be worth it, you know. So, I right. actually tend to, Take a I tend to, no, well, <laughs> no, 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 not that. I, I, I tend to just stop my liquid intake around three hours before the game, and uh, totally, and that's it. So that's my solution. So, have you got a ritual? Have you got a routine, then, Derek? Before <laughs> games, how do you get your notes together and stuff? What do you do there? 
Yeah, I do have a ritual. So um, the preparation ritual, I'm actually looking right now at my uh, note sheets for the weekend for Dortmund and Bayern. And um, what I do is when I get the match assignment, I, uh, which might be months before, or might be a few weeks before, uh, I just start scribbling. And it's all on one A4 <clears throat> sheet of paper. I do it in a very old fashioned way. Uh, it frightens a lot of people, but it, it goes back to my early days of learning. And um, I just divide the page in half so that, uh, you know, if well, Dortmund and Bayern, I do Dortmund and black, I do Bayern and red. And I just use the first or the top half of the sheet to do my players, the bottom half, just general information. And I just fill as I go, I fill it in. And a lot of that is news items, little stories that I think are interesting. And then I'll go back over it um, in the hours before the game with a little yellow highlighter and just sort of, you know, refresh my memory as to what I think the key things are. Now, when you do all this preparation um, and people look at these sheets that we do and, and sometimes go, oh, that's an, an awful lot of information. How much do you actually mm -hmm. use on air? I would say that if we use 5%, we're, we're doing well. You know, I, I think really. 90, yeah, I think 95% of it goes unused, but you need to do the 100% because you never know what 5% you're actually going to use in the game. And it's yeah. often, uh, you know, a case that the match will determine that, you know, so that if if the game is a really good game, if, if it's a 4-3 thriller, a lot of the time you, you, you might use 1% of it because it's, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's only there to help tell a story. Uh, it should be a bit of seasoning rather than the entire dish itself. And uh, yeah. that's why people often say, oh, have you got your stats ready? I always say, um, well, I've, I've, got my, um, I've got my match sheet ready. I, I, don't, I don't like sort of thinking that it's just stats that we're doing. I always stats. think it's, mm. it's yeah, it, the stats are part of it, but, uh, mm. but it's not, once we drown the whole thing in stats, then I think we lose the essence of what the game is. So they, you know, the trouble mm. with, with somebody like Lewandowski of Bayern is that you do actually have to be prepared with about, 20 different stats for him in every game because he breaks mm. new records almost with each goal that he scores, you know, and you yeah, kind of have to know that, Like you have to know when he scored this goal, what does that mean? And where is he uh, in relation to this? And, and is this, you know, when you score 10 goals in five games or 11 in six to start a season, you're breaking new records in the Bundesliga. So it, it's, mm. um, you know, things like that you have to, you have to keep up with, but, uh, but that that's my ritual in terms amazing. of it. I love that. Yeah. I want to do that. I want a clear change. That's your dream, isn't it, mate? I'm sure uh, I'm I'm, do you know what, Derek? I'm going I'm to send a wee... I'm going to start recording me, commentating on FIFA games, and I'm going to send it to you, right? Just like you there did you back go. in the day, mate, and just yeah, let me know how it. I'm doing, right? That's, that's oh, what you should do. I, I say that to everybody, honestly. If, if they have designs on a career in broadcasting and commentating, then you know, people say, how do you get into it? I say, well, you get into it by being a self-starter. Just go out there and record, you right. know, and and see, you know, see what you can do with it. And the great thing is you can do it at your own pace. You know, you can, you can put as much or as little into it. Uh, depends how, how far you want to go with it. But, um, but that's how you learn. There's no other way. I mean, you're not going to, nobody's going to give you a job as a commentator just because you say you want to be a commentator. You know, you, ha you have to have the body, you have to have the body of work. And, and if, if you're a natural doing it, then you'll probably get the chance. We here at Football Daft would like to say that this doesn't work for all professions. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't, don't just start practicing medicine in your house or anything no. like that. <laughs> no, right, no Derek. That, that, that is very true. That's a very good advisory point you've just made. <laughs> Derek, what, what you were saying there earlier on, what, I noticed that, um, like, for example, if I'm watching the game, I'll call them Union Berlin because that's what yep. I see. You're, you're the master of the pronunciation. Aye. Right. Now, I've got a question that I need to ask you. 
Yep. There's a Celtic player that's been here for seven years. Yeah. Right. And I'm not a hundred percent on how to how to pronounce his surname. Right. And that man is Tom Rogic or Rogic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So what is the actual pronunciation of his name? The actual pronunciation of his name, as he says his own name, is Tom Rogic. Right. Okay. That'll do for me. And that, 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 that's one <laughs> that came up a lot. That's what came up a lot when I was working in Scotland because he joined Celtic when I was still working there. And part of the problem is that um, managers are often lazy about this as well. The number of times I've heard managers, and I don't necessarily want to out them, but the the two managers that he worked under at Celtic were both guilty at different times of saying his name wrongly. And listen, I know that being a football manager is not being a football commentator. Your job is tactics and putting the team together. Um, But I've always just proceeded along the lines that it's basic respect you know it's respect to get things right i mean if you guys were working in another country imagine this you were working in another country and speaking a different language and every day your name were being said wrongly (laughs) you probably get a bit tired of that after a while you know um especially as you know it's not that hard to say rogic but for some reason um I, i would say it's a problem most of all in the UK, it, it, it's a problem in the Anglosphere generally that because English has become the world language, there's a sort of a laziness in terms of uh, getting it right. But I will say that, you know, if we were written uh, journalists, we would not misspell names. That would be lazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, At the same yeah, on the broadcasting front, we should, tr- we should try to get it right. Not every name is easy, but we should try to get it right. What's your, what's your favorite name that you've had to pronounce? Um, we should say. Well, the, the one that I always hear about, of course, is, is one that, um, that I did way before he moved to Manchester United, and that is the, the Portuguese rising superstar. Uh, and as I say, I did his name long before he moved to England. And uh, in, in Portuguese, the way he says his own name is Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes. Ah, but, but he moves right. to Manchester United, you see, and uh, everybody wants to... That's just really what I'm talking about. People want to anglicise names, and suddenly he becomes Bruno Fernandes, which is actually yeah. not how he says his own name. And there are multiple clips you can find out there of him saying his own name, including one for BT Sport that he did quite recently. And that frustrates me a little bit, because... As can I say, you say I'm it again, the, Derek? Can you say his name again? Bruno Fernandes. 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 So it's like, Fernandes. It's like a little soft SH on the end. It's actually quite right. easy, Fernandes. <laughs> Go on, say it. But no, for say a, it. For a, bro- a broad Glaswegian like myself, I have no chance. I'll stick to Fernandes, Derek. No, no. You, I, I believe Bruno, in you. Bruno Fernandes. Did you say it again? Go. Oh, that's it, Ted. You, you said it perfectly. You said it perfectly. Right, okay. There we go. And, tell and, me this one, Derek. Are, yeah. you Bar- are you a Barcelona man or are you a Barcelona man? Well, that one is tricky because it depends upon where in Spain you are from. And, <laughs> and I think I think also you, you do have to differentiate between cities that are already established in the English language and cities that are not. Now, for example, I'll give you a little example with that. I mean, I think Barcelona is perfectly acceptable because it's a city that is referred to regularly uh, in English. But what I what I don't like is, you know, for example, Sevilla. We call them Sevilla, rightly, because that's their name. Um, mm-hmm. That is the name of the football club. But, but I do hear some people wanting to call them Seville. Um, would we call Napoli Naples? Probably not, you know, because no, it doesn't, no. it just doesn't ring. And the one in, in German, and this is the team that I have a, a thing for going back over a number of years, people want to call them Cologne, but it's actually Köln. And I know that Köln is hard for people to say, 
but kind, um, kind, kind. but current yeah i mean i think most people yeah. can do it if they really <laughs> if they really try but 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 it's it's easy to just to, to not do it so um this is brilliant that's yeah. brilliant Coin, 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 coin. Right, okay, I'm going to start. I'm going to, I'm going to really try and, I'm going to, love I'm it. revamping I, my, my dialect. I love it. I love Ferenc, it. I've, I've had so much hassle on this podcast for pronouncing Ferenc Varos and Borussia yeah. uh, Mönchengladbach the, yeah. the proper way. Credo and Stephen laugh their arse off at me and sit there as if, if I'm speaking Aye. a foreign language. But I'm, I'm with you, man. You know, if I, if I go to Spain, I want people to call me Chris. Um, so if it's, if it's, right, <laughs> it's right, I think it's, it's just, I mean, it's close to my heart because I, I studied languages. And as I say, I do, the one thing that I, I'll give you, I'll tell you a story about this too. There's a guy who um, was playing for Dundee United when I was working for BT Sport. And um, he, he had a stint with Hibs as well and Falkirk before that. And a striker, um, French Moroccan, but had been in England with Brentford as well. And I remember when he rejoined, well, sorry, when he came back to Scotland to play for Dundee United. Um, this player had been, I'd heard him on various radio channels called Farid El Alagoui. Farid El Alagoui. And I knew that was, intuitively, I knew it was wrong because French Moroccan, I'm thinking, I don't think it's that. So I, this is what I did with every player. And this is why I can tell you about Rogic, because I, I've spoken to him personally about it. I would go up to every player before the game and introduce myself. <clears throat> and I was lucky because I had access to do that as a BT commentator. And I would just say, my name is Derek Ray. I'm doing the game tonight for BT Sport. Can you just tell me how you pronounce your own name? Not how mm-hmm. your agent wants you to pronounce your name. Not how <clears throat> the club thinks you pronounce your name. Just tell me. And mm-hmm. so he said to me, Farid El Alagi. El Alagi, not El Alagui, ah, right, El Alagui. Right. So I said, well, right. I'm going to use that on the air tonight. And he said, thank you so much. He said, you know, he's, yeah, I've heard it mispronounced by just about everybody. And then when I saw him again a few weeks later, he said, thank you for doing that. He goes, my family watched the game and it was so nice for them to be able to hear that. And so that's my goal on FIFA is, you know, I, I will take the heat from, you know, a, a young kid in um, Liverpool who says, you're saying Bruno, you're not saying Bruno's name the way, or, you know, Manchester, you're not saying Bruno's yeah. name the way that, that we're used to hearing it. I'm saying, well, you know, that's fine. I'm saying it the way he says it. And it's far more important for me to no. get, yeah, it's far more important for me to show respect to him and his family and his heritage than it is to somebody who, you know, really doesn't know languages and is just saying that because they've heard other people some, say it. Yeah. Some, some wee scally in a council estate in Manchester telling you how you pronounce Fernandes. Well, it, 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 if, you, if you were to look at my Twitter box, you would see these sort of conversations daily. I, I don't engage every time, but once in a while I do um, uh, with, with somebody who, and I usually say, oh, do you speak languages or do you speak fluent Portuguese? No. Okay, well, here's Bruno. Here's Bruno saying see, his own name. Have a good day. You know? <laughs> a to- total, for all the listeners out there, there's the benchmark. Derek Ray, total professional. That's the way to do it, man. It's all about respect. That's it. Totally, man. Have you ever, when you're doing a game, Derek, and I don't know if you've got, if you're working with a co-commentator, have you ever had a point where, basically, have you ever had a time where the co-commentator's pissing you off, where you go, this guy's not getting it, he's saying names wrong, his opinions are just so left field where you're going, I need to just pipe in here and say something. Have you ever had times like that? Well, it's a partnership, and... What I would say is not so much that, but there have been times when I've worked with co-commentators who I've known, uh, especially with non-UK leagues, who I've known are not necessarily well-versed in that particular league. 
you know, and they might have been doing five other things that day and they've sort of turned up at the last minute and they've rolled in and, and you're aware of that. You're aware of the dynamic that I've done all the homework that I need to do for the game. And, yeah. studied it. and the other person is really just telling you kind of what he sees, but sometimes is saying things that are not actually accurate with regard to the story of the mm. game, you know, with regard to the, the background of the game and all those things. Um, and that's yeah. where I think you as a commentator, your editorial sense kicks in and you think, right, okay, with this partner today, I'm going to talk a bit more because I'm not really confident he actually knows as much as he of course. should know. Right. Yeah. Um, the other thing too that um, I, I would say not so so much that because I, I have respect for for pros and for you know ex managers that they're always going to know far more about the uh, the ins and outs of tactics than I am. I can have an opinion just as you guys can have opinions. Of course, I will of always course. defer to somebody who has been there and done it. Where I, I think I, again I, I probably have the sixth sense is um, it's very important with a. Uh, a new commentator, a co-commentator, that they understand when they should talk and when they shouldn't talk. And that is mm -hmm. something that comes with time. Uh, there are some who never really get that. But to cut a long story short, you know, intuitively, you guys would know this as well. If the ball's inside the penalty area or if you sense that there's impending danger, then the lead commentator should be talking and not the co-commentator. But I've worked of with course. guys who are a bit raw and, and new to it. And, you know, they'll sometimes be talking when... You know, you can sense a goal is going to happen in about two seconds and they're still talking about something that's way, you know, off topic. <laughs> and that's where I, 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 I do have what is known to my colleagues. I've been told that I didn't really know this. I, I'm, I, I do have this thing which is called the Ray Hand. Uh, and, and the, the Ray, Ray Hand. <laughs> the Ray Hand. Yeah. I mean, oh, the Ray Hand was working a lot today. And the Ray Hand basically is that person is talking. And I know you can't see me as we're doing yeah. this, but the Ray Hand is up and almost very close to the co-commentator's face. And it's basically the hand outstretched <laughs> just to say, be quiet, <laughs> be quiet. Shut get out. up. In no yeah. uncertain terms, just and, shut and, up. And, and I, I have actually told most co-commentators, I will give you this hand if I think that you're, and I, I try to use it sparingly because, uh, and mostly with people who know me and, and know my working um, relationship, know how I go about mm -hmm. my business. But it's teamwork. It, it's very like commentator and co-commentator. It's very like two center halves playing together and understanding the timing of it and the yeah, rhythm yeah. of it and, and who should be coming in when, you know, replays are all co-commentator um, unless the, you know, we're to the, going to the seven, three play and the co-commentator has got nothing more to say. But once you have real action, um, you know, you don't want the co-commentator waffling on about something right. that's irrelevant to what's actually happening at that time. So, Derek, let's get to it. FIFA. How did it all come about? How did you get involved with it? It came about um, not long after I had, I had left my uh, work in Scotland with BT Sport. I was back here in the USA, and out of nowhere, I got an email from a third party with connections to a video game company. It, it, it wasn't any more specific than that. It was all sort of cloaked in a bit of mystery to begin with. Mm -hmm. And it just essentially said that there is real interest in your voice and your work on the part of a video game company. Can we have a chat? So, um, you know, we, we, I pursued this and we had a chat and it turned out a few days later that it was EA Sports. It was the big one. Now, we all know how huge FIFA is around the world. <clears throat> And, yeah. you know, as commentators, we are 
honored, flattered, choose your word when there's an interest from a company like EA Sports. So we spoke about it and it emerged that their interest in me centered around the fact that they had been following a number of commentators, um, but they liked my style because they had heard me a lot during the years when I'd done the Champions League for ESPN. I was the main Mm -hmm. voice of the Champions League for the best part of a decade. And they were about to get Champions League rights. And so that was the fit as they saw it. But of course, at that point, it wasn't official and they were still working on contractual details. Uh, So they had me go out to Vancouver, their headquarters. I did a a demo for them over the game to see how that would sound. And they were very happy with that. So we agreed that I would start working for them. But the the only thing was, and nobody really knows this, but um, I, I couldn't actually tell anybody for about six months. So I was, I was oh. recording, I was involved, you know, my wife knew, obviously, um, close family knew, but I couldn't really um, spread the word about it. And then the news came out uh, officially in uh, June, just before the World Cup, I was just heading out to Russia when uh, the news came out in June of 2018 that I was going to be added as Champions League commentator. So that was for FIFA 19. Um, I returned FIFA 20 and again, FIFA 21, my third year. And it's... um. Uh, it's a fascinating process, which I think is is why it's even more enjoyable from my point of view, because I, I'd really go all in in terms of the process and working as a team. It's very collaborative with a producer, with yeah. a, a very good sound man and loads of people in the background. You'd be amazed just how many people there are in the background who make this whole thing happen. You know, it's not sort of you yeah. know, one man and his dog. It's hundreds, thousands of people who have different responsibilities within the game. And they have offices in Vancouver, in Cologne, <laughs> Cologne in Germany. Co- in, Cologne, uh, Cologne, yeah, Cologne. Cologne. Well yeah. done. Yeah, get that one in again. Okay. In Bucharest, in Romania. And, um, and I've been lucky enough to meet some of these great people <clears throat> who... Um, who put so much time and effort into it. And um, so, yeah, that, that's that been a huge part of my life. And this year with FIFA 21, of course, we're in a pandemic. And whereas I would normally mm-hmm. travel, we did the bulk of the game from my home, from here. And uh, we... we set up a studio here and, uh, and we were recording pretty much every day. It felt like it gave me a little insight into the world of, of these musical artists, you know, who are just doing mm-hmm. nothing but recording you know, day in, day out, you know, starting in the morning and finishing in the evening and just recording, recording, recording and seeing what works. And um, yeah, th- this year, even though obviously none of us would want to be in a pandemic by choice, but this year uh, I'll always, always have fond memories of the recording process because it was so intimate doing it at home as opposed to mm-hmm. having to travel somewhere. Must be like pretty repetitive, obviously, right? But do they just take like certain sentences or do, do you need to? I, I always look for more, right? This is going to sound pure geeky as, as hell, oh, right? No but such thing. <laughs> see, when I'm, see when I'm creating, when I'm creating my, my pro, right, for FIFA, I'm always looking. You know, there used to be a defender in it called Chris, right? Yep. So I could just have Chris yeah. as as my commentary name. I've no get anything now. Do you think you could uh-huh. maybe get them to put Chris back in it for next year? <laughs> I think if you and I have a chat, we can see if we can make something work. How about okay. that? <laughs> but but no, it, it is. You're right. I mean, a lot of it is repetition. Um, and you, you speak about names. I mean, we have you know tens of thousands of names in that game, and and you know done with different inflections depending on the situation. Some of them are just basic, what we call basic level names. Others mm. have to be obviously for the top players in the world. You want different inflections for them to reflect different situations on the pitch. 
And um, that is part of the, the fun and the, the challenge of it. But you've got to remember as well that, um, and this is, you know, I, I sort of chuckle when I get somebody who, somebody will, will contact me on social media and say, why do you criticize me? Why did you say that? Why did you, you know, why did you not say that? Well, I'm not in your living room. I don't have control over every single thing that I'm saying over your, uh, over your, your match at that particular time. But, um, you know, things get joined. So, for example, something that I said, you know, three years ago for the game, might get joined on to a sentence that or a phrase that I recorded yeah. this year, you know, and it's yeah. and that yeah. is the magic of it. That's the beauty of it that you have, um, you know, all these really talented people who are putting that together and making that work. And um, yeah, of course, that's why I think um, it's one of these things that um, <clears throat> some commentators are, as they say, very easy to edit. And by that, I mean, you know, you can do that join and it sounds seamless. There are other people for whom that doesn't work as well. You know, that's not a mm -hmm. criticism. That's just we all have different styles. And I think it's one of the of reasons why they they went after me in the first place is that I think they sensed that I was in the in the category of commentator. that's quite easy to edit. You know, there's a clear kind of mm -hmm. delineation between when something stops and when something starts. And, and, and so, yeah, I mean. I've been very lucky with it because, and I don't take it for granted. It's great fun. It's a great honor, as I said, and mm. it has really opened a whole new world for me. And, and I dare say mm -hmm. there are uh, a, a number of people around the world who, who only know me from the FIFA video game. Totally. Is there any, like, I don't know, like, obviously there's FIFA, there's Pro Evolution Soccer. Do you ever get invited to any, like, I don't know, like gaming awards? Do you ever get awards for like your commentary in FIFA against like whoever commentates for <laughs> yeah, no, emotions? No, no, I don't. I don't know if, there, if there's such a thing. I mean, I, I have been invited to the the launches a couple of times, but they're usually in London, and of course I'm on the other side of the Atlantic, so I've not yeah. been able to to make it to them. But uh, no, I'm not. I'm not right. sure if um, if I'm in line for any awards on that front. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to? Sorry. Oh, you uh, You said previously that. Um, a few players have, have chingy for not saying certain things and what have you. It, it's a huge thing for the players, FIFA. Yep. Isn't yep. it? Every every player that's in it gets their own special card. They get their yep. own perfect player and stuff like that. And a lot of players play it competitively against each other. Um, it's. Do you think, like, being the voice of that, obviously you've been the voice of football in Scotland for a long time and obviously you've done your German work and what have you in football all across Europe. Do you, do you think that these these players now are more preoccupied with with certain things like FIFA and stuff? Like that? I mean, you can't imagine what like you mentioned John Gregg earlier. Could you imagine FIFA was out back in the day? You wouldn't have, <laughs> you wouldn't have John Gregg and all that being delighted that they've got ninety five for pace. You know what I mean? No, no, you're probably <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I I think it you have to have thick skin as a player, don't you? And and I think that even that applies to video games now. And the players are obviously very aware of their video game image. I mean, that's something that they all, uh, the younger ones anyway, they all look to play and they all want to find out what their stats are and things like that. I think from the point of view of the commentary, I mean, I go into it um, trying to make it as authentic as possible. And, and if we are doing it authentically, in an average commentary, there will be times when criticism is dished out. Hopefully it's not overly harsh, but I think that's where the the fun starts and where, when the sparks fly is when, mm -hmm. you know, I might say something that the player, the, the FIFA player thinks is overly critical. And I will say, well, you know, I didn't really, didn't really mean it because I wasn't actually doing it at that time. Right. And, and we've got to come up with a bank of organic um, criticisms at times. You know, if somebody, 
you know, makes a mess of a, a shot and it sails into, you know, row Z, I've got to creatively come up with, you know, 15 or 16 different ways of saying that. And, you know, probably the player himself doesn't appreciate hearing or herself hearing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, listen, it, it's, it's meant to be entertainment. You know, it is meant to be entertainment, giving as much as possible an authentic experience. And, um, yeah, listen, I, I, I take that as part of the... Um, as part of the job that there will be people who, who like to, to criticise. It's all fun. I had a bit of a bad night on Seasons all night and you and Lee Dixon were quite harsh on me to be fair though, Derek. I'm, I'm sorry, Stephen. I, I'll, I'll apologise <laughs> from the bottom of my heart to you. I'm so sorry. Don't, don't worry about it. It'll all, be, it'll all be forgotten by the next time he logs on, Derek. Don't worry about that. Derek, you're an Aberdeen fan, aren't you? I am, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm an Aberdonian. I'm, I'm from the Granite yeah. City, and I've never really felt that I should have should hide that, you know. <laughs> of course, mate. So, do you ever find it hard to be unbiased when you commentate on the Aberdeen games? Not really, because I think most commentators will tell you, and maybe this is true of referees and probably of players as well who uh, supported a particular club growing up. When that red light goes on, when the match starts. Everything changes uh, as a commentator. I can watch an Aberdeen game as a fan, you know, from my home here in Massachusetts and watch it in a very different way in comparison with if I am behind the microphone. And something happens yeah. once, you, once you're in broadcast mode. The team, you know, that you might support, um, the team suddenly becomes your production team because you want the, pr- the production yeah. to be really good. You, that's what you want to stand out. You want your homework and your research and your hopefully your oratory as a commentator to be the thing that is important. And you sort yeah. of lose sight of, of who, you, um, who you grew up supporting. Um, what I would probably say is that, if anything, you maybe go the other way a little bit or you, you force yourself to go the other way because you don't want people to... to think that you you're coming at of it course. from a biased of perspective and, yeah. and i would often hear from aberdeen fans saying oh you were a bit hard on us today or uh, mm-hmm. i would never would never have had a clue that you were an aberdeen fan you know the way you right. commentated on that game i said well you shouldn't because when i'm commentating i'm i'm trying to be impartial and of you know course, i have I. Mm-hmm. 30 plus years professionally of, of having trained myself to do that um mm-hmm. and i think it's the same with referees and i think it's the same with players you know if a a player in the west of Scotland grew up supporting, let's say, Rangers, and he lands at St Mirren. When he's playing for St Mirren, he's pulled on that St Mirren shirt. It doesn't matter who he supported when he was a young kid. He's going to want to do his best on the pitch. He's not going to say, oh, of course, I'll, just, yeah. I'll just pass the ball to Rangers today and make it easy for them mm-hmm. because I grew up supporting them. No, he's got a career to think about for himself. And it's the same for Definitely. commentators. Definitely, man. Definitely, Derek. Well, Derek, it's honest. I could talk to you all day, about, and I want to get a job commentating with you on FIFA at one point I will be in touch <laughs> but before we let you go we always every guest we have on we always put our guest football knowledge to the test with a 90 second football daft quiz are you up for it? Sure go ahead let's see how right, we so do on the, on the leaderboard we've got John Sutton and Chick Young our joint top with 15 we've got Mark Wilson and Keith Lasley tucked in behind with 14 while the good doctor Kenny Duker and Kevin Harper are just behind in third place with 13 other selected scores include Jonathan Watson on nine, Ross McCrory on six, and Mixu Patalainen on three. And at the bottom, we've got two men, the two strongest men in Scottish football. It's David McCracken and Andy Little on one point. Is there anybody on that list you want to beat? Um, I'll settle for just getting a couple of points. How about that? Right. I'll, I'll settle for two. I'll <laughs> settle for not being relegated next time. <laughs> brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Well, it's a ninety-second quiz. You're not allowed to say pass. You must give an answer. Okay. That's the rules. All right. Yep. Are you ready, producer John, with 90 seconds? 
Here we go, right. Which club's anthem is up with the bonnets? Up with the bonnets, Dundee. When were Aberdeen founded? 1903. In what country would you find the teams Colo Colo and Universidad Católica? Chile. Who played at Broomfield? Airdrionians. Which Celtic player has just returned to the Scotland squad? Celtic player just returned to the Scotland Lee Griffiths. What club has Mark Wilson just left after failing to win a game in 2020? Brecon City. Uh, who is Aberdeen's all-time leading goalscorer? Ooh, I should really know that one. Um... Oh, you're on the clock here, Barry. Yeah, uh, but, but Joe Harper. Arbroath play in which league? Arbroath in League One. Bramwell Lane is the home to which EPL team? Bramwell Lane, was that? Yeah, yeah. Sheffield United. Who is the current manager of Dundee? James McPake. Which Bundesliga team are also known as Die Rotten? Bayern München. Bayern München. How much did Aberdeen pay for Paul Bernard? Ooh, um, two million. Time! Ooh. There was a lot, of, a lot of good answers there, yes. Did you like my pronunciation of Colo Colo and Universidad yeah. Catolica? Very good. Um, Very good. That is much as I enjoyed Derek's pronunciation of Chile. Do <laughs> <laughs> so I get an extra point for that? Producer <laughs> John, you get the scores? I do, I do. I thought we were going to have a new leader. Derek okay. started off absolutely out of the box, absolutely fine, but started. It was Aberdeen. When he got to Aberdeen's all time leading scorer, that's when it started to go a wee bit slower. That's because it took him a wee while to look that up on Google because he's not. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's funny because I was thinking it was pre Joe Harper, but then I, I thought, I don't want to. Yeah, you got it right. Wasn't it, you got it, it was right. Joe, was it? Joe Harper's a correct answer, yeah. It was Joe. You yeah. actually only got two questions wrong, Derek. Um, the question you got are both playing the championship now. Okay, yeah. And uh, it was one. Uh, Right, Aberdeen's record signed that actually. Paul Bernard for what? It was one million. That you one got. million, yeah. However, you've done yourself proud. You got ten. Wow. It's okay. Well I'll accept. Done. As I said, That's just great, you know, not to be relegated is, is, a, is an achievement. Don't yeah, worry. I've got yeah, This is like this is like the MLS. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, it's been an absolute honour speaking to you, mate. Thanks for giving up your time. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks no, listen, so. guys. Thank you for having me on. Be safe. Be well. Be yeah. nice to everybody, as I know you, you too. are. You too. Hopefully, and, uh, hear you in yeah. FIFA 2022. 20, Hopefully, hear you next FIFA as well, mate. Right. All the best. Sounds great. Thanks. All the best, guys. Right, troops. If you're not signed up to Patreon, get signed up. That's where you can get more content from the football daft team here on Patreon. Just in case you don't know what Patreon is. It is a subscription service that you sign up to, not only to support the podcast, but you'll also get us talking mere shite. You get mere content for us, ain't you, too? Mere, mere crap, innit? Definitely mere coming up. Definitely mere. Aye, definitely mere. I've got a lot more content. Going to start getting a lot more pumped out there. Right, a big shout-out to some of the guys that have joined in the last week. Scott McLennan, Dylan Ald, and Stuart Mayer, to name a few. So we've set up three tiers from which you can choose from. Tier 1 is a fiver a month and is League 1. On there, you will get early access to episodes, an ad-free version. 
Patreon-only chat community and a full video version of the podcast. Tier 2 is £7.50 a month and is a championship. There you will get everything from Tier 1 plus our offshoot podcasts, Rangers Daft and Celtic Daft, which myself, Grado and Chris do. You get teammates. Each week's guests will talk about their teammates. Up there at the moment, you can hear every guest from Chick Young to John Hartson. And you also get the Football Daft outtakes, which is quite a lot of the time the funniest things on the show. And tier three is our exclusive premiership tier, which is only available to limited members. So get in there quick and get there. That's £10 a month and you'll get everything I've just mentioned, plus three football daft t-shirt, but you must be signed up for a minimum of four months. You get to play myself or Chris at FIFA. Must be on PS4, PS5 maybe in the future, pretty soon. And the first chance to be a pundit on either Rangers or Celtic Daft. We'll be adding loads more stuff soon, but that's what we've got just now. But as I say, myself, Toll, Grado, producer John, we're working on various things we can put out in each tier and stuff, so there will be new stuff out soon. But if you fancy any of that, get signed up now at patreon.com slash football daft. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com and football daft all one word get involved now as we would love to welcome you to the squad football daft with g4 claims been involved in a road traffic accident get them now at not at fault claims.com that was a good show and as we record it it's actually on the day of our next round of europa league games what do you think the night mate you watching the game I will be, I'll be watching both the games tonight, Stevie White, I'm looking forward to it. Who are playing tonight? Is it Sparta Prague? Sparta Prague, at home. Well, there you go, mate, there you go. He's kind of had a bit of form after the old Aberdeen game at the weekend. Aye, I know, so this is a difficult one for you tonight, I think. Benfica at the night is the hardest game we've had this season by far. They've both, both teams off to perfect starts in the group. Yep. So someone's O has got to go. Someone's O's got to go, I think. I would take a draw now, do you know what I mean? But we're gone there after winning the first two games. That's what I kept saying. If we can win the first two games, you go to Benfica, it's a free hit. So we'll see. Oh, mate, before we go, big brother story. I've not got time, mate. The game's about to kick off. Well, I've got leave it next. We could date anybody for Gredo, could we? I don't know. Nah, can't date to him, man. Right, troops. Thanks for listening. All the best. John, Toll, catch you later. Actually, I'll see you. All the best, mate. Thanks. Audio Frontier.